thank you. Thank you for doing this, by the way. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Sorry uh, it took us so long to get together. And yeah, no worries, man. Uh, I'm extra patient for, especially for someone like you, a great talent like yourself. So um, in case anybody's wondering, I'm introducing the one and only Cody Brooks, who just released his debut album, First World Problems. I'm inviting him here on to Sonic Dorms to discuss all the hard work and labor he put into this very special first album, which to me, the first album is always like the make it or break it. So the fact that you delivered such a fantastic debut says a lot about your character and your work ethic. Well, that means a lot, friend. And uh, it's good to be here, man. Excited to hang out with you. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. So one of the things I like to do from the get-go with first-time guests on Sonic Dorms is the origin story i love getting a scope of where you come from as far as your musical vocabulary all the influences and inspirations so if you wouldn't mind diving into some of that that would be wonderful not at all i've got i've um my my, my journey story of where i come from is kind of an unusual one um, I really wasn't exposed to modern music uh, until I was a teenager. And before that point, my parents had raised me on, on old 78 records. Um, and then I graduated into 33 albums um, and cassettes. Um, so I, I, I grew up right outside of Nashville in a just real kind of hillbilly poverty. Um, and so no running water. Uh, I remember my first colored television, real kind of anachronistic from uh, anyone else in the internet age. Um, so with that, I was exposed to like all the old country, old jazz and old blues. Um, and so like big band where you had to like wind up the Victrola with the horn and, um, it, it that's my origin story it comes from that music and the, and the music of of my father and my stepfather growing up uh, live music um, between between dead artists and guys that were out to make a record that's really where I was raised. What is it about that music that you're that you know you gravitate towards? Is there something in particular that you connect with? Definitely. There's a lot of things. Uh, it starts, it starts for me, um, where I have the opinion that music from a different century and a different era, um, mainly pre-World War II and before, uh, you know, the like record labels and the whole machine was really built, um, Music was created uh, as as a way to express your reality um, or to escape it. And so you, it's amazing how many people song about food in the Great Depression, you know, and you don't hear many food songs anymore, you know, and it's because the people were really hungry. And so they would write about pie and cake. Um, and, and the same goes for other things in life. Uh, they would sing about what they wanted in life uh, as opposed 
to what they've experienced. Uh, and there was like, a, there's a shift in music where people talk, they sing about what they want. I want to love, I want some food, I want an adventure, I want to escape. Uh, and then after the like classic teenager uh, started buying popular music, it's all about how I feel and what I've experienced. And so there's this big difference and I'm gravitated toward that earlier uh, it's a, it's a necessity of, um, you know, you know, almost, um, you know, when someone calls out into the universe to make something happen, I can't recall the word, everyone knows it. Um, but you know, when you ask for things, uh, it's easier to obtain. And that music of that time seemed to do that all over the place, regardless of genre, um, or, or class or race or anything. Are you, um, when it comes to lyrics and all that, they seem to have a very profound stake in what you do musically. So lyrics seem to be something very important to the work that you're doing. And with that being said, is that something that came to you naturally? Was that just you taking that approach to your lyrics? Or it's such a profound well, I, deal? I, I really think because I'm a native to Nashville and I was, I was very lucky. My, my growing up, um, my mother would tend bars in Nashville that would have writers in the rounds. And that's where, you know, you have a stage and three or four songwriters get up and for an hour, they all trade playing songs. Um, and when they were really well put together, it was all with these incredible writers. Um, and my dad being an incredible lyricist, uh, my stepfather growing up being an incredible lyricist, it was almost, uh, it kind of came with the territory as far as how I saw music. Uh, big shoes to fill with both my fathers being so heavy on the word, you know, they just couldn't like chill it out and vibe. It like had to mean something. What's this about? And uh, it, immediately through that, uh, I just thought that was how you were supposed to approach music. I didn't realize until much later that, you know, you can you know, music can be made simply out of a feeling. It doesn't have to have a reason. Yeah, and and um, what's great about it is how well the music that you're crafting also connects with the lyrics that you're writing. I mean, to me, that music really provides a solid foundation for the storytelling in your oh, songs. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, there's a song on there in particular on on first world problems, which is which is available now, um, called "Stay Gone." That's probably the first one that really that I connected to. Uh, that's a fantastic, would you mind sharing a little bit about that one? Sure. Um, as the song literally was birthed out of the bridge of the song, which is where I'm in a manic, uh, there's a bunch of voices and almost a schizophrenic type of episode happening. And I was, uh, rather honestly, I'll be a bit embarrassing. I was kind of in one of those moments when um, I picked up a guitar and was just allowing myself to let the chains down and whatever wild things came out, we're going to live for a moment. And um, I mean, so that's where the song really, really came from. Um, 
was from those moments of uh, you know, I'm doing a, a, a lot of ear whispering. Uh, and then from there, it uh, I, I can't take much credit as far as how um, intentional I was, but the the sentiment of, uh, you know, if, you, if you're going to leave and if you keep on threatening to leave and to constantly be, um, you know, like badgering my constitution and character, if you leave, just stay gone. And that, that's pretty much, you know, where I got to the, at the end of it. But in the beginning, it was all very manic and, and uh, committable. Understood. Musically, um, are you self-taught? Are you a self-taught musician or are you someone that uh, took lessons growing up? Mm. Um, I would claim myself to be self-taught, uh, even though um, I put in a lot of legwork of of if I heard a, a, a musician that that truly touched me, I would go and bother them and try to figure out what they're doing. And I, I'm not bashful and going like, Hey, will you show, Hey, well, how do you do that? You know, what's going on? Um, and you know, so that search, um, continues always. Um, so, uh, you know, all musicians can teach you whether or not it's something you want to play or they show you what you don't want to play. Um, but in that regard, yeah, I'd say self-taught because I never I never took a lesson or paid for a lesson or uh, I don't know how to read music. Um, I, I know basic theory enough to like to to fake like little charts for in a recording session or something. But um, I'm, I'm not educated or schooled at all. It's funny that you mentioned that because I had this feeling that you were self-taught just because your playing is so there's this um, purity to it and this aggression to it, this soulfulness to it. That to me is not something that can be taught. You can't teach that kind of thing. It's, it doesn't sound studious to me. It doesn't sound mm -hmm. calculated. It's very mm -hmm. unfiltered. And I, that's part of the reason why I was attracted to your music in the first place. Hey, thanks man. Heck yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's um, I'm, I'm really into, because I'm a native from Nashville, I'm into rebellion. So how do you rebel against your hometown? Nashville being like where every great musician is. Um, my playing, and still to this day, I'm just trying to piss off musicians. Yeah, I, I just want them to go, what, like, why, or, uh, or, you know, um, like, or even playing cliches, you know, people avoid cliches in Nashville so often to try to, you know, get away from it. And yet they could just simply say it with something cliche or raw or out of tune. Um, so I'm, I'm very bent away from the, the, the classic in time, in tempo, in meter. I'm more about the, like, I want it to feel like, a, you know, um, like a white water rafting ride, you know, you can take that trip down the same way every day. It'll be different every time you do it. And there's something about that, that feels uh, honest to me deep inside past my mind, past my spirit. Um, just, it, it feels like if I become too calculated, then what am I really expressing? So it's a balancing act, you know, I think we live in a world now where, in a you know music climate right now that needs more artists such as yourself out there to provide honest music raw talent i think we need more raw talent to be exposed so 
again, I extend my appreciation to you to for delivering that because I think that man people you. connect with that. I I think we as human beings need to reacquaint ourselves with that humanity and that human spirit. And I think music art needs to have soul and you have that in you. And I think we need to provide more platforms for artists such as yourselves to preach what you're doing and, and, and spread the word because without that humanity, I feel like uh, I think a lot, a lot gets lost. So it's good to see that you're doing that out there. Really. Thank you, man. That means a lot because I'm right there with you. The, the, the thing I'm chasing the most uh, is humanity. Uh, especially as we enter, um, you know, future music will only continue to be more <clears throat> synthesized into a grid, into the accessibility where anybody can be expressive and create. Um, and it snaps it all right in there for you. Um, and for me, um, I am... I'm so much more um, sexual with it in the fact of like, I would, I'd rather be a lover than battery operated and battery operated is like it, 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 you know, it's, it's hitting you at the same pulse and at the same rhythm um, to get you off. Uh, For me, no, it it, it requires much more intimacy. Um, And thus it could be like sweaty and, even smelly for a moment you know but it's real in that sense and an actual connection of intimacy so not perfection but connection you know and that's that's really what i'm chasing yeah you got it in strides man i mean so going into the your debut album first world problems what was what was the journey to crafting your first record how long did it take from getting the songs together the right songs together because they say you have your entire life to craft your debut album. So like how long was that trip, that journey to crafting your first record? Well, um, for me, it was, um, the journey was very non-traditional. Uh, it was such my own path. Um, and, uh, I was able to, cut the path I did with my incredible friend and producer, Ken Coomer. Uh, and the both of us kind of took machetes and went off trail um, in, in the kind of approach that we took, which was um, we'd do it kind of like one song at a time. Um, and I would, I would go in. It, it, it took several songs of having individual sessions before we even kind of had the idea that it should become a record. Um, and so it, 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 it was a slow going, we do a session and then hold on to it for a couple months and do another session. And so after a year and a half, um, we had collected enough where it was like, Hmm, this is interesting. This feels like a, a record, doesn't it? I don't know why it fits together, but somehow it does. And so we, we just kind of took that and ran and, and then spent another, we really took our time without a deadline to um, then spending months, um, you know, mixing it and, and just kind of sitting on it and seeing how it felt as time went on. And uh, because sometimes you can get excited about something and you'll jump the gun, you know, um, 
And so there was a, there was a great sense of like satisfaction, uh, even though there was a lot of hurry up and wait on my end after I had recorded, you know, it was, it was, I was so excited to get it out. Um, but the pace was perfect because by the time now that it's been released, um, you know, I, I was able to get over a lot of the, um, like pre-release jitters, if you will, you know, there was, there was just a, a lot of excitement about a debut, you know, um, because I had spent a handful of years, um, just touring, traveling, playing, learning, um, you know, <laughs> making mistakes and then, you know, paying for them and going, going through it in a extra physical kind of way. Um, before we even, you know, went and actually laid it into a product, into something that people could um, be able to experience. You know, it's funny hearing that story. It's unique, I think, in that a up-and-coming artist actually takes the time to spend on those songs, crafting the songs, making sure they're perfect. Back in the day, you'd have artists that would spend years Right. Developing, developing their craft on the road. And this is pre-cell phones, of course, pre-internet. So they could afford to go out there, figure out what worked in the songs they were writing, what didn't work. And so by the time they got into the studio for that first album, they had already road tested all yeah. these songs that now were perfected after about, who knows, anywhere between three to five years of time just spent developing them, playing them for audiences, seeing the reactions. It sounds to me like you got an opportunity to do some version of that before you got into the record with this one? I, I really did. I really got to experience the, like, um, you know, playing the songs in so many different environments and in front of so many different kinds of people. Uh, it does allow you to realize, oh, uh, that was a bit pretentious. I won't do that in the recording or I won't do that again. Or like, oh my God, how did I miss that one? Um, and a lot of that was worked out by the time we went in there. Um, now I will say that, uh, like it was outside of one track that had my, my brother Carson playing harmonica on a song. The rest of it was just Ken Coomer on drums and me on the rest of the instruments. And with all of those arrangements, uh, bass and other rhythm guitars and keys and piano and, um, like I had no idea what. I was, I had no idea what the arrangement was going to be when we were recording them because we recorded them fast. It'd be, I'd go in there and put on headphones. I'd work out and then he'd be like, hit another take and throw a bass on me. And I'd lay down a bass and it was just a, a stacking like that, but it was so on the spot. So all those parts were um, made up kind of like in the magic of the studio. Um, in just the vibe of that room, even though I had worked out on guitar and on my voice and how I performed it, um, you know, for years. What, after all this work, what's the response been like? Have you gotten a response from people as far as like the, this labor of love of yours that, you know, what's the response been like? I'm, I'm still, I'm looking for the trolls, man. I can't yeah. find it's been like a really positive response where I'm almost kind of like, wait a second. You know, it's like I had anticipated 
um, I, I'd anticipated a little more eyebrows when people listen to it, but people seem to be really enjoying it. I have, I, I've been so overwhelmed by how well received it's been where people just say it's raw and refreshing and it's not just the same old thing, which is kind of what I was, uh, I had slight apprehension going, am I too far out of, uh, of the scope of where things are for me to be uh, understood or received? And um, it's it's been a humbling and overwhelming positive experience for me. So um, it's it's been really good for me uh, as a uh, kind of an isolated guy to, um, to feel that kind of love from the public. It's been great. What I see from people too is like you're going to be the kind of artist that people are actually going to go out of their way to support, buy the records, actually like buy physical copies if they are out there and, and actually give you that extra drive to succeed because uh, I'm old school. I like buying physical products. So I think, and you're the kind of artist that delivers honest work so for an honest consumer. So I think there's going to be a lot of people out there actually supporting you in such a way because you're delivering that kind of music for that kind of audience. I think again, once again, we need that out there. So it's great news. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. The album is out now, and you can buy physical copies. Uh, CDs are currently available, and vinyl drops for the album uh, here in the fall. Yeah, that's definitely going to suit you because I feel like you're the vinyl guy. That's going to definitely work, cater to the music that you're crafting. I'm so, I'm so excited. It's uh, like you talk about like bucket list for me, you know, starting out as far as the project goes is um, to be able to like drop a needle on it and listen to it in vinyl is uh, I can't, I, and I still haven't done it outside of the test pressings. Uh, so I, I can't wait myself to hear it. Where just, I always like to ask this uh, towards a younger up and coming artists, like when it comes to your motivation, your drive in this day and age where you, we, we know how the music world is now, it's all fast food, you know, consumerism and nobody really like takes the time really to spend that much time on an album or, or an artist as much anymore because everything's so accessible. And, and then everything we've gone through in the last couple of years, what motivates you as an up and coming artist to continue to write and create music for an audience. What, what is that drive for you? Mm. Um, connection um, and, and just getting down to the brass tacks of it. Music is the original language. You know, when we as humanity found ourselves developing culture and society, uh, what was the binding factor um, to help us create a close group uh, and music. Music is the answer um, because uh, I've, I've gone to a protest and I've, I've stood in, in rallies and I've been where if you don't share the same cause, it's kind of hard to be very connected. Uh, yet you can go to a festival and people of all persuasions, of political ideologies, of ways of seeing life, um, they can all be unified and through music. So it's like, for me, that's what I'm really chasing is that there's a, there's a lot of lonely people out there. Uh, and anytime you get lonely, 
um, it's, it's a way to overcome that. Um, and that's, that's music, you know? Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I've, I've gone through so many cerebral and spiritual kind of expansions of, of wanting to grasp, like, why am I doing this in the first place? And I've, I've, really want to dedicate and continue to try to figure out how to give it away. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it for me. Like I already do it for me. Uh, And that's why I spent years just being underground and like, of course, wishing to surface and release music, but it it wasn't about that. It's, it's been about, you know, finding those lonely people that go like, man, where are those, where are my kind, where are my people, you know? Um, and I think music's the fastest way to get there. It's, it's absolute therapy, right? It's like, uh, it's, it's, I think it's one of the cheapest forms of therapy you can ever get because I think the second you put on a song that you can connect with, I think all of a sudden everything, every noise in your head that may bother you suddenly begins to dissipate. And to me, music is just such a powerful tool, I think, for getting through life. And that's why music really is the soundtrack to our own personal environments. And it can never be taken for granted. That's why I believe that if you like something enough or love something enough, you should help support in any which way, whether it's buying a pen, a CD, a vinyl, a shirt, help out the artists that you love because they're providing you a service at the end of the day to get through life, at least for me. So that's the way I view it. But yeah they they bridge they music is a bridge and I, i'm like uh, the the more music i play and the more uh music i'm around uh it's just been kind of solidifying that deeper and deeper inside of me um you know not so much where i'm about to like start wearing flowers and you know give up you know deodorant but it it is so deep it's so deep that I'm trying to pull out as much deep as I can. I'm trying to breathe in as much deep depth, you know, from people in life as I can. Um, Cause what scares me the most is being comfortable. You know, I don't, I don't like the, I don't like being comfortable. Um, so the peaks and valleys are, and the more peaks and valleys you experience, the the more exciting the music can connect you. you you seem very prolific as a songwriter are there already another batch of songs or so in the can that you think you can work up and muster up for a follow-up a quick follow-up in the near future uh i'm i'm currently um in the process of finishing i've got about 30 songs um that i'm finishing for the follow-up record uh, which is also going to be produced by Ken Coomer. Um, and hopefully um, by the next couple months, start recording. Um, and hopefully we can whittle the 30 songs down to a, a nice fat record that'll like sit well next to the first one. Uh, but yet, you know, I still got a lot of stuff that I've yet to share. You know, there's a lot of sides of me that y'all haven't seen yet. So that's exciting. 
Great news because I, I what I like about the first record it's it's um it's a breezy listen and you it makes you I like I like those records that maybe go on for no more than 45 minutes and then they cut to the chase and then it leaves you wanting to go back and listen to it a few more times. And uh it's you, you, you can do that. Yeah, exactly. You got that down. I really appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah, well, I'm excited for the future. I think you've got a lot, a lot to offer. Uh, and that's an understatement. So I, I really um am rooting for you uh and what you're doing for music. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And um, you always have an open seat here. This is a grassroots brand. I, it's a podcast, but to me, I'm I'm crafting a brand here for artists such as yourself that I believe in to get have a platform to speak on because I truly believe that we need more musical platforms out there for up and coming artists that actually matter that have something to say. I agree, Max. It's it's incredible how um, a lot of podcasts and a lot of publications end up chasing uh, a school of fish. Um, and they kind of go where the group goes and they try to stay hot. And it, for me, my favorite, just like you and I have had today is to kind of strip away all the standard questions and get down to like how we really think about it. Uh, and it's not just producing some sort of puff piece for each other. You know, uh, I, I really love what you're doing and thanks again for having me. No, man. Yeah, it's it's tough and it's going to be a fight, uh, as it sure is for, for you as well. But I, I believe that we got this and uh, you coming on here is honestly just adding credibility to what I'm doing and which, what I'm trying to provide uh, that hopefully can grow into something uh, a lot bigger. So um, you can get even more artists that of your caliber to have a platform to speak and preach about what they do best. And that's make great music. So um cody brooks i i really appreciate you i'm looking forward to the future really same here my man can't wait to catch up with you again all right man you always have an open seat here as i just mentioned and uh all the best and then for anybody out there that wants to check out your music purchase your music listen to what you got i know you're on all streaming platforms but for the true believers out there that believe in the physical copy and just want to look into more of your history where can they go if you wouldn't mind sharing that not at all. Uh, so you can find me on, you know, YouTube and socials at Cody Brooks Music. Uh, um, and then uh, I have a website that's constantly going through cryptic updates uh, at CodyBrooks.rocks. Uh, and then you can also go uh, Pasadena Records uh, is the company that is distributing this record, First World Problems, and have really helped me kind of uh, breach the surface. Uh, and you can go onto their website uh, to buy physical copies and to learn more uh, about about myself, uh, as well as uh, the other artists that they harbor. Um, you know, who are all uh, kind of in the in the same walk toward truth as you and I are. Wonderful. I, again, it's been a pleasure, Cody. All the best to you. And uh, until next time. Hey, right on, man. All right, man. We'll see you soon. Have a good day.